everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast. This is show we look at streaming services and try to find the hidden gems that are on those services. And today we are doing one of our previews. We're looking at the uh, movies and a few series that are coming on streaming in uh, September and October. And uh, so that's going to be fun. And we always enjoy doing these. And I, I was expecting it to be kind of more schlocky than we got uh, going through this list. There's really some good stuff coming out in, in September and October. Would you agree, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. This was actually one of the more fun previews I or lists of trailers that I've went through. Very few duds this time. It was honestly yeah, very yeah. nice to see. Yeah, yeah, because I think that particularly August and September have kind of a reputation of being dumping grounds and not good times for movies. But uh, these at least have pretty good trailers. I think uh, for the most part <laughs> yeah absolutely and uh, uh overall i'm just i love doing these previews every or bi-monthly it's yeah. one of one of my favorite things to do with you so uh i'm ready to get yeah. started yeah let's do it all right i just realized that i forgot to include hbo max is there anything on real quick or i i don't know oh well we have plenty yeah. i just forgot about hbo max i shouldn't forget because they've been such jerks <laughs> all right here we go let me just one sec all right so we're going to start with on september 1st this is on netflix we have love in the villa and uh this is a romantic comedy and it's uh it's one of many romantic comedies of the year that are in Italy. That's to be the thing. There's been at least four movies on Hallmark set in Italy or in Italian restaurants, and then three or four on Netflix. There was Love and Gelato earlier in uh, in the summer. There's another one that I can't think of the name. Uh, yeah, Italy has been on everyone's mind. <laughs> I mean, I've, for some reason. I mean, I've seen the Instagram photos, and it looks like a beautiful place to go. So, yeah. It's kind of replaced France as the most picturesque place to go. Yeah, evidently. I mean, I went to Italy when I was 17, Italy and Greece, and I didn't fall in love. So I, I really am feeling gypped now. <laughs> but uh, I, I had I've, a great time. So I've never been. I've always wanted to go. I'm still shooting yeah. for that return to Ireland that I've always been planning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple couple ireland movies as well so, so if you want to fall in love evidently you need to go to italy and then if that doesn't work go to ireland <laughs> but um this uh movie is directed by mark stephen johnson who i actually had the chance to interview uh and uh so you can listen to that on hallmarkies podcast uh and it stars uh stars tom Tom Hooper and Kat Grant, and they both end up double booking a villa in uh, in Tuscany and uh, all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, it's in Verona, Italy, I suppose. Um, and uh, it looks pretty charming, I think. What do you think of the trailer? Yeah, it, it's the kind of movie where I can figure out where it's going to go. It, it's like they're going to hate each other. Then they're going to 
do kind of low-key sinister things to each other. Laxatives are going to be put in someone's drink, even though I don't think that'll probably not happen. But I did see it in a movie one time. I do know that. But by the end, <laughs> they're going to get close to each other. And by the end, they're going to be a thing. However, just from this trailer by itself, it looks fun at the very least. Yeah. And it seemed like they had decent chemistry. I don't know this Tom Hooper actor that well, uh, but. Uh, you know, when you said that name, I was. He seems charming. And. You know, when you said that name, I was thinking, wait, the director? I had no idea that he was also an actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's evidently in the Umbrella Academy, which I, I've never seen. But uh, But he was on Game of Thrones as well evidently so uh this is a different feel for him uh but uh cat grams she's done a bunch of rom-coms she's done some for hallmark and some for netflix uh she did uh what was called the um she had one called like the advent calendar or something like that um and then she had one uh, that was uh on a on guam it was operation christmas drop i think is what it was called that was cute so yeah, she's she's an experienced rom-com actress, is what I'm saying. Uh, holiday calendar, sorry, holiday calendar. So, what would you give of your excitement level? Of this uh, one to five, what would you give it? I'll go three on this one. Like I said, I probably know exactly what's going to happen, but it at the very least looks fun, and from what I've seen of the trailer, it'll at least look pretty. Yeah, I think that's fair. I would also give it a three. Uh, hopefully they'll have good chemistry. And it's nice always to see some diversity in the casting. A mixed race couple. It's always fun. Uh, so, all right. Well, next we're moving on to the 2nd of September. And we have a huge event. We've got the Rings of Power opening on Amazon. This is, they. I think they spent a billion dollars on the season, which is insane. Um, <laughs> What do you, well, I guess, how big are you into the Lord of the Rings franchise? And what do you think of this trailer? So I'll start with the first question first. I love the initial trilogy. You all can't see it back there, but in my DVD shelf, I have the Lord of the Rings extended edition, but they look like actual books. So like the cover is like, it's like not leathery, but it's made to look like leather mm. and you slide mm. it out and it's this big old book looking thing with like with pulp with like re things you can read and all these other things i try and watch the lord of the rings movies at least once a year they're heavy they're pretty heavy time investments but when i think of epic movies i either think of maybe a cecil b demille bible movie lawrence or arabia or lord of the rings uh, the Hobbit movies, I don't hate as much as everyone else. I get why people don't like them, but it, and Battle of Five Armies is kind of hard work, though The Last Goodbye, that song, is awesome. However, I'm not a Hobbit trilogy hater. It, I don't think Battle of Five Armies was entirely necessary, but I like the Hobbit movies for the most part. Lord of the Rings trilogy is just among some of my all-time favorites. Having seen The Rings of Power and just saw the marketing and all this for several times over, 
I see the hate train for this just coming from a mile away. I've seen it with the She-Hulk discourse, which I've I've seen the first episode now, and I thought it was fine. I don't know why it, that show is so hated, but that's another conversation for another time. I've seen the trailers for Rings of Power now a couple times. I've seen some of the marketings and the posters. I'm firmly taking a wait-and-see approach. I do plan on watching at least the first episode. If it doesn't grab me, then I'll cut bait. But I'm going to at least give it a fair shot. As from what I've seen, it's looked fine. I mean, it, it's clear that they're trying to go for more of the spirit of Tolkien rather than Tolkien themselves, which I mean... I mean, what they had to go with, I mean, it's already been covered in the main trilogy, plus The Hobbit, so what can they do other than the Silmarian? But I think, like I said, I guess I'll end my soliloquy by saying that I will wait and I will see. Because from what I have seen, it's clear that Amazon spent a lot of money on this. I mean, I, I was I just remember watching this trailer thinking to myself, you know, once upon a tam time, Amazon just sold books and now they're doing this. Like, mm -hmm. It really has come full circle. Yeah, that's true. And I I'm looking forward to this. I think that it looks impressive, certainly handsomely mounted, as they say. Uh, I think that this uh, I'm not sure you say her name, Morphid Clark looks so much like Kate Blanchett. I mean, they did a great job. She looks exactly like Galadriel, a young Galadriel, obviously. So that, at least, I feel like they nailed. Um, and I am somebody, I I, I really enjoy the, uh, the original trilogy. Uh, sometimes they get a little long in the tooth for me. Sometimes the battles get are just so long, I get a little frustrated. But I still overall really admire them and really like them. We're doing a podcast, bringing them down. Uh, we already published just last week uh, our episode on Fellowship of the Rings with my friend Oscar and with my friend Jen, who had never seen them before. So that was kind of fun to see her fresh perspective. Um, and we're actually recording, uh, we actually will have recorded by the time this airs, uh, recorded the um, Two Towers episode. Uh, but um uh, but and that will air in a couple of weeks uh, so I, I like that original trilogy I'm generally not a big fantasy person so the fact that I do enjoy them as much as I do is, it kind of says something to their quality uh, but I did not enjoy the Hobbit movies I thought they were incredibly tiresome and just not enough story there for me uh, I'm not going to be somebody who's who's sort of enamored enough with the land and the the lore and the world building to enjoy i mean it takes for them to get to the dragon and then uh, i don't know i just it just wasn't enough story for me and i just felt like they were extremely boring um so not for me but um but uh hopefully this will be a return to form We'll see. I mean, they certainly are risking a lot on it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's one of those. It's kind of like what Peter Jackson went through. They were either going to hit it big or they were going to all lose their shirts. And they made it big. Like, let's just say, like, Peter Jackson has an assortment of World War One era weaponry and planes because of the Lord of the Rings movies. 
I know this because there was a documentary attached to the movie he made, They Shall Not Grow Old. It's where he restored a ton of World War I footage. It's it's beautiful. I recommend everyone check it out. I believe it's on HBO Max. But seeing just the lengths they went to for that movie is unbelievable. But seeing like the cannons and the planes, I was just sitting there like, yep, that's a residual from Return of the King, all right. So they've got to be kind of bummed that the same week that this comes out is, or maybe a week sooner, but anyway, the, um, the, a new, uh, the new game of Thrones Thrones prequel comes out, which is, I feel like a very similar demographic. They're both prequels to fantasy shows. Uh, So that's gotta be kind of, they gotta be kind of bummed. I don't feel like there's the hype that i mean they need this to be a huge hit for it to be worth it and i don't feel like people are really talking about it that much well again keep in mind that before the fellowship of the ring uh Tol- tolkienians were pretty much a were a pretty small group and the only attempt at making lord of the rings was the that weird ralph bakshi movie that he did in the yeah. 70s and it was critically panned, and there are certain people who reserve who call it a cult classic, but at the same time, it was still just kind of there. Like just the size and the scale attempted, no one had ever even tried it before, not to mention filming all three movies at the same time. So it was literally walking into uncharted lands, and they they managed to uh they managed to pull a um they managed to pull a um the the girl who was uh who did the the epic jump in the olympics on the broken leg i can't think of her oh, name oh yeah carrie strug carrie strug yeah they they pulled that except in movie form so my final yeah. stance on rings of power as i sit right now i will i will watch the first episode and i will form an accurate opinion then because we could speculate for days on end but I, but I'm choosing to go into this with a good amount of optimism. I'm going to go three and a half on this. Mm. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I think I'm actually going to give it a four. I, I, I'm hopeful. We'll see. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be an event at least. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, all right, coming up on the 2nd of September. Oh, and I also have, and not only reviewing the podcast, but I also have family movie night reviews of all of, of the original Lord of the Rings movies. And I also have, uh, I also have a review of the Ralph Bashi Lord of the Rings, uh, in, you look at the playlist, Lord of the Rings, you have that all in there. So check it out. But also on the 2nd of September, we have Bad Sisters. This is on Apple Plus. And this is false. the Garvey sisters who are bound together by the death of their parent, parents and a promise to always protect each other. Uh, what do you think of this uh, trailer? This is series. It actually looks pretty interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for like British TV shows. And this is definitely mm-hmm. this is definitely British, or at least in the UK. And just mm-hmm. from this premise alone, just based on the setting and just the premise, it's already got me hooked. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good too. I I like family stories, and 
especially ones that feel relatable and that I can kind of connect with. And Sharon Hogan is, Sharon Horgan is great. She's always funny in anything I've ever seen her in. So that looks uh, like it has potential. Um, she was just in that. Um, she played Nicolas Cage's wife in uh, the um, Mass Talent movie. But I liked her in everything I've ever seen her. So yeah, I'm pretty uh, interested in this. I would give it a four. I'll give this one a four as well. This is giving me serious bloodline vibes. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the bloodline show on Netflix, but watch it. It's really good. Kyle Chandler, Ben Mendelsohn, and Sissy Spacek are regular characters in it. Mm, I love Kyle Chandler. If you like any of those three, then you're going to dig bloodline. Cool. Also, all right, next up. Also, the one of the dudes from the Catch Me If You Can musical, a Norman Leo Butts, I think is his name. He mm-hmm. plays one of the brothers there, too, and he's a recurring character. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we have another series on Apple Plus on the second uh, called Life by Ella. This is the story of a young middle school girl as she takes a new outlook on life and a world that seems determined to break it down. What do you think of this? I thought it looked pretty decent. It kind of gave me, uh, it kind of gave me kind of fault in our stars vibes, except, except the, except by the end, the cancer has been cured. And, and so, and also in that way, it also gives me a bit of vibes of this show. I can't remember what it's called, but It's about this young girl who was given terminal cancer, but the cancer went away. And so I I believe it was an ABC family show before they renamed it to Freeform. And I cannot think of the title off the top of my head, but it's giving me those kind of vibes. And I thought it looked interesting. It does kind of have sort of CW ABC family kind of vibe to the trailer. So I can see that. All it needs is is that upbeat narrator. All it mm-hmm. needs is the upbeat narrator be like coming this fall. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it just looks charming. It looks cute. I I think uh, it it looks like the kind of thing that won't get a lot of seasons for some reason to me, but it looks cute. <laughs> There's so much mileage so, that you can do with a premise like this. Yeah. So I give it three for me. I concur with you, three. Okay, then next on the second, we have uh, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. And this is on Peacock. I actually have seen this movie. I saw it at Sundance. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? First, tell me how you liked it. I want this to be so good. <laughs> I thought it was okay. It, oh. the, the humor, I think, is uneven. um but when it works it works um and they definitely were um you know they i mean they have incredible chemistry and just i mean you can't get better talent than regina hall and uh and um sterling k brown i mean they're so good um but i did go fresh on it so i enjoyed it overall i've seen this trailer a few times in theaters now and it's made me very excited to see it this is giving Mm -hmm. serious christopher guest vibes if any of you have ever seen waiting for guffman or uh the or a mighty wind like something like that Mm -hmm. and 
considering I can see that and i've also and i and i when we do get to hbo max if we ever get there again there they'll just say like just throw the crap out we're merging with discovery we're just purging everything but if we do another episode i will recommend the righteous gemstones because that shows a lot of fun it's about a similar mega church except in honk for jesus save your soul it's about a um, african-american mega church and so i'm I'm going to go four on this one. I think this is going to be a sleeper hit for me this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said in my little uh, capsule quote on Rotten Tomatoes, I said the film's greatest strength is its cast with Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown in the lead. So yeah, that's definitely the true. So uh, I you can check out my review if you want. All right, now we're moving to the 8th of September. And we have Pinocchio on Disney Plus. And this is our new adaptation of the story uh, with Tom Hanks and uh, playing Geppetto. Uh, what do you think about this? Well, just a brief question. You would know more about this than I would. But wasn't there supposed to be a Pinocchio movie from Guillermo del Toro? Is that still off it the ground? Still is. Yeah, that doesn't come out until December. Oh, well, I was confused. When I saw Robert Zemeckis' name pop up, I'm like, wait a minute, what What happened to GDT? I guess they're both doing Pinocchio movies this year, yeah, the, more you, yeah. the more you know. I'm not superly, <laughs> I'm not overly attached to the Pinocchio story. I've seen the movie, I've enjoyed it. I respect what it did for Disney and, and the, like this is literally Disney's second movie ever. So like Snow White was a hit and it's often said that like it's a one hit wonder but if you can do two then you have staying power and they more than certainly did too uh the cast is pretty good i mean you got tom hanks can't go wrong uh cynthia arrivo i believe i saw her as the blue fairy uh joseph gordon levitt is in there i love him um it's going to be interesting to see what zemeckis does because i believe the last Thing he did was that witches movie that we covered in 2020 which was like a thousand years ago and i wasn't huge on that i hope bobby z can make a comeback i'll go three and a half on this one yeah robert smeckis hasn't made a good movie like a great movie in a long time i mean he's had passable ones like allied and and if you like that were decent but not like he hasn't made a great movie in a long time him and tim burton have struggled in the yeah. last 20 years mm -hmm. sure. uh him i i feel i feel like him tim burton chris columbus have really struggled to like modern up chris columbus less so because of the harry potter but uh but i don't know i just feel like that sort of era of director rob reiner another one uh but uh but robert zemeckis and i, I mean I would absolutely love for him to come out with another, another, uh, Back to the Future, another Forrest Gump, another, uh, Castaway. You know, he's made some absolutely great films. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, I want it to be good. I hate the design of Jiminy Cricket. It looks atrocious to me. Uh, so that's concerning. <laughs> And I'm generally not the biggest fan of these remakes. I'm also not that attached to Pinocchio. I mean, I'm assuming I'll probably like the Guillermo del Toro 
much better than this, but you know, we'll see. I'll always, I, I didn't think I would like Mary Poppins Returns. I ended up loving that. So you never know uh, what will happen. I, there's some things that I'm just thinking, how the heck are they going to do that in live action? How are they going to turn boys into donkeys? That's going to be horrific. Or it the whales. so scene. scary. And they have the coachman. They're not cutting it out. Yeah, so, I, I don't like, know. Pinocchio is a screwed up movie if you really think about it. Like mm-hmm. it is like near as near the knuckle as Disney would get back in the day. Yeah, I mean, and Lampwick's a character. They have Pleasure Island is is listed. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to do that. It's going to be terrifying. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to give it a two. We'll see. What about you? I said three and a half. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Then also from Disney Plus, we have Cars on the Road. And this is more from the Cars universe with uh, Lightning and uh, Mater going on a little adventure. And he's going to see his sister. So I'm not sure how that... Um, you know... How that I- works. I think it's just like the next one on the lot. Like what? I think there are certain things that you should just never ask questions about. (laughs) This is one of them. Well, what did you think of the trailer? You know, I've been rather tough on the Cars movies in my life. I think Cars 2 is the worst Pixar movie by a significant margin. Because even though that movie... That movie has a lot of hilariously bad stuff in it. It's keyword bad. That is the key operative word. However, if they're going to do more car stuff, I'm kind of glad they went in this direction. It's a road trip movie. Or is this a series or is this a movie? It is a series. Yeah, okay, then it's a, this is a road trip series. I, not going to lie, I like the premise of Lightning and Mater doing these weird little things on the road to see Mater's sister. One of my favorite parts of the trailer was when they get stuck in that world's largest tire maze and they're like, Mater, lightning, Mater, lightning, Mater, lightning. I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but it just did. So like I said, I've been rather tough on the Cars movies in the past, but this kind of won me over. It's looking like they're going to do an homage to Fury Road, which I don't know what they're going to do with that. But I'm interested to see it. I'll give it a hearty three. Yeah, it looked pretty cute to me. I mean, I laugh about how the heck does Mater have a sister, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know how procreation works in the cars don't, world. So. Don't ask no. questions. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> um, but the animation looks great. And that's one thing you got to say, even about Cars 2, the animation is beautiful in mm-hmm. it. Uh, it. It's very dazzling. Uh, and so they're, they're always, I think, kind of bonkers, fun watches for me. But I mean, I probably give it, I probably won't watch it, to be perfectly frank. But I will probably give it uh, like a two and a half, three maybe. Yeah. All right. So then we have on Netflix, we have a movie called End of the Road. What did you think of this trailer? I was not expecting this trailer to go as hard as it did. I was 
going to this thing. All right, Queen Latifah, like like Ludacris is in here. What is this all about? And then one like once it like like gets really into it, I'm like, wow, this is like subtly like really good. Like I I'm I'm pumped for this one. It kind of reminds me of this little known Kurt Russell movie called Breakdown about a husband whose wife is kidnapped by this rogue gang of truckers and he has to run them down and get her back. And this is two completely different premises, but it definitely lends itself to that. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half on this one. This trailer looked really intense. It looked like something up my alley. And it could be bad. I mean, there is that. But just from the premise and how it was cut and all that, it won me over. Yeah, it did look pretty good. I was surprised that the trailer looked entertaining. And it, the, the summary is in this high-octane action thriller, a cross-country road trip becomes a highway to hell for Brenda and her family. Alone in the New Mexico desert, they have to fight for their lives when they become the targets of a mysterious killer. So basically, they are staying at this motel. They're on the road. They find this there's this drug fight and they find this bag of money and uh, and and they end up getting pursued and and all kinds of problems so i it looked simple and lean and entertaining and you know i like queen latifah she's always good so yeah i agree i i might even go a solid four on this it looked Ooh. it looked entertaining to me very so, nice uh oh all right. Then we have a Disney Plus uh, on the 16th. We're now moving to the 16th of September. We have a movie called Mia. Um, and this is a documentary, I think. Right? Yes. Um, and it looked pretty good. What did you think about this? Um, It looked rather interesting. I have a feeling this is going to be a rather intense movie. I mean, it... it, it when you consider something about like pe people getting deported, I can't imagine that being anything but intense. Uh, it's uh yeah, I guess this played at at Sundance, and uh, it seems like a very odd fit for Disney to me. I don't know, ah. just the style. Usually, don't see this kind of Sundancey kind of thing at um on Disney, but you know, I'm here for it if it's interesting. It says, follows Doris Munoz, who began a career in music talent management and met Jax Hopp, an auspicious young singer, and both share the ever-present guilt of being the first American-born members of their undocumented families. So, yeah, there's a lot about people getting deported. I think her brother, she says, at one point got deported. Mm -hmm. um, so some pretty, pretty tough stuff. Kind of seems like one of the movies A24 couldn't release because they released like 10,000 this year. <laughs> And so they're like, yeah. you at Disney have one of ours. You'll you'll pay it forward. It feels like what would be on what would be on Hulu more than mm. Disney Plus. Absolutely. Because actually Hulu just added on the count of three Jerry Carmichael's directorial debut, and that's a movie all about uh, two friends making a suicide pact. So I mean Hulu is owned by Disney, but heavier subjects like that definitely go on hulu so it's like yeah. a weird like like the line is drawn here this far no further it's like touchstone back in the day 
if that makes any mm-hmm. sense at all. Yeah, no, it does. Uh, so I thought it looked like a inspiring story and an interesting uh, movie. So I'm going to give it a four. What about you? I will meet you with that four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Next we have on Netflix, we have a anime series called Drifting Home. Uh, what did you think of this trailer? I thought this looked rather interesting. I mean, it looks gorgeous. I mean, it's an anime, so of course it's going to look really good. The trailer, I don't think it really did a good job of explaining what it's about. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I, oh, oh, glad, oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one on that because I was like, you know what, this looks really, really nice, but I'm just not sure what they're trying to say with this. It's like these kids are out on water. It's like some buildings crashing into each other. It's like, uh, what's going on here? Is this the sequel to Weathering with you that I don't know about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's some kind of fantasy adventure kind of a thing, I think, where they're on this uh, houseboat, I guess, something. I don't know. They just looked really cute. The kids looked adorable. Mm-hmm. The water looked great. Uh, I'm, I'm inclined to be optimistic because the director, sorry Richard your name but um anyway he did Penguin Highway which I really enjoyed in 2018 that was very good so I I am I think I have reason to be optimistic with that and uh you know it's just always exciting you get a new original anime I Mm. think it might be based on a manga I don't know but um new to me at least (laughs) and to me so yeah, so I'm going to give this a 3.5. What about you? I will concur with you, and I'm not just meeting you just to be like be like that. So <laughs> three and three and a half. So then on Netflix we have a a movie called the the called Cave Rescue or Thai Cave Rescue, and this is now we got the documentary last year. I forget what they called it. What the documentary was called but it was really good and uh and we just got 13 lives the rescue was called the rescue that was excellent um and then we have 13 lives that just came out by director ron howard and that was pretty good i thought and now we have this other version <laughs> called cave rescue that's coming to netflix uh, what do you think is that one too many uh thai cave rescue movies I'm honestly kind of kind of shocked at how many movies can be made about similar disasters. It's kind of like Hollywood's volcano craze and asteroid craze of 1997 and 1998, respectively. Yeah, I mean, we get we get three uh, Pinocchio movies and we get three cave movies. I know. Sure. Um, this okay. this looks really interesting. It looks like. It looks like my kind of disaster movie where it looks like really super cerebral. It's all about the planning of the mission and just getting the right people in the right place. Mm-hmm. And you're just so worried about the people that are in in the cave. And so when the eventual bringing mission does happen and you see the deed being done, it's the most satisfying thing on the planet. This definitely is speaking my language. I'm going to go... Th- three and a half you know what scratch that i'm gonna go four Mm -hmm. yeah it's hard to know how to rate it because i did enjoy 13 
lives and I did I mean if, if this was just now and and on its own I think I would probably be a little more uh excited but it's just like again another one um and it's it's going to be hard to compare it to 13 lives because that one had all-star cast all-star director this wow. does feel a little bit like a kind of made for tv version of a sort of a hollywood story um so i don't know i guess i'll give it a three it's just a compelling story um but i have a feeling this will feel like kind of the cheap remake of what we got with the uh 13 lives so i don't know just and the fact that it it's going well both of them i mean it, i guess 13 lives went to amazon uh it, it but i i think it at least got a little bit of a release i hope so because it was a good movie mm. but anyway that's an interesting thing <laughs> uh, all right so then on disney plus we have andor the new series for star wars coming out uh, i i have been kind of mixed on the star wars series i thought kenobi was uneven had some good stuff uh, I didn't like Bad Batch. I didn't watch the um, book of Bubba Fett. Um, I really have no interest in this. I don't think I'll watch this Andor series. I unless someone wants me to review it. I uh, I just I'm not a big fan of Rogue One, so it just doesn't interest me that much. What about you, Ryan? Um, with the exception of both seasons of The Mandalorian. I have been very hot and cold on the rest of the Star Wars series. Uh, Book of Boba Fett was a big old miss for me. I mean, the dude was literally in just like, he wasn't even an episode of the show that literally bore his name, but that's a whole nother rant for another time. And I'm with you. Kenobi had its peaks and its valleys. The peaks were high, but the valleys were low. And so it, I'm just sitting there like, what is the point of any of this? However, I'm mildly excited for Andor. I, I mean, just from this trailer alone, I, I, when I heard this was announced, I'm like, well, they really will make a Star Wars series off of anyone, won't they? <laughs> but just from this trailer alone, I think it looks kind of decent. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it. I mean, Stellan Skarsgård is like bacon. He just makes everything better with his presence, so he's going to be at least good in it. But I don't know. It, does it feel unnecessary? Yes. Do I imagine? I I do. I hope it will be well made. Yes. With that in mind, I'm gonna go three on it, and I feel like I'm being generous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, all of these Disney Star Wars projects have had great trailers. Almost every single one. I'm like, oh, gets the nostalgia, gets the feels. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I. I will, I'll give this a two. It's not really for me, but it did look impressively made as far as the trailer. All right. Also on Disney plus on the 21st, we have the nature documentary, super slash natural. Uh, and uh, this looks like a pretty good nature documentary. What'd you think? I thought this looked really fun. I mean, I mean, they got my boy Benedict on as a, as the main narrator. So that's, that's, <laughs> like that like gets an immediate three right there and 
I have a soft spot for these nature documentaries just for the just some of the shots that they get. I'm just like seeing like just that hawk fly at like super low gravity. I was just in there like how <laughs> like how was like how is that possible? And so it just makes you really appreciate what camera crews do to just get like that perfect that perfect shot that yeah. probably no one will thank them for, which is just very sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it looked really good. I mean, National Geographic, you can really go wrong if you're open to nature documentaries. I mean, I always kind of laugh now because my friend Stanford hates nature documentaries. <laughs> so whenever I see one of these, I'm like, oh, he's going to have to watch it. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I think it looked pretty good. I'm going to give it a four. You know what? Actually, I said three, but you know what? I'll meet you there. I'll give it a four, mm -hmm. too. Okay. Then we have from Paramount Plus, we have a movie called On the On the Came Up. And this is, uh, sorry, let me find it. The IMDb. On the Come Up. Sorry. So then for paramount plus we have a movie called on the come up and this is the story centers on 16 year old brie who wants to be be one of the greatest rappers of all time facing controversies and with an eviction notice staring down her family brie doesn't want to make it she has to so what do you think of this trailer just a little teaser trailer. um it is just a little teaser so i wanted to see more of the story Overall, it looks interesting. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. This world is super unfamiliar to me. I know certain individuals in it, but mostly from their exploits outside of it, which is rather unfortunate. But I mean, if I, I mean, if I enjoyed movies like Straight Outta Compton, then I imagine I will enjoy this. I will go three. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I don't know much about rap. This is directed by Sana Lathan. I'm probably saying her name completely wrong, but I really do think she's great. Uh, a, uh, a wonderful actress. I love her in a movie called Something New, which I think is a very underrated comedy. Uh, and, but uh, but yeah, so that's interesting. And uh, I I think it could be it could be good. It's got Mike Epps in it and. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of other people that people that are into rap will know, uh, but I would give it a three. I think it, the trailer looked pretty solid, inspirational kind of story. Um, okay, then on the 30th, we're almost finished September. <laughs> uh, we have the greatest beer run ever. This is on Apple Plus, and uh, it is by Peter Peter Fairley, who did Green Book. Um, and it's still sort of jarring for me to hear Academy Award winning <laughs> director and writer because he did so many terrible movies for so long. Um, but this movie stars Zac Efron and Russell Crowe and Bill Murray uh, about this guy who decides to go to the true story, go to Vietnam and bring beer for all the soldiers. And uh, it, it looked pretty interesting. What did you think? This trailer gave me the biggest smile on my face, like the stupid kind of grin where I was just <laughs> in there like, someone actually did this. 
Like that's kind of awesome. This this tra this trailer combined many things that I love: uh, Zac Efron, Bill Murray, Russell Crowe, uh, obscure historical stories that you would never hear about otherwise. I'm actually surprised I had never heard about this because someone needs yeah, to make me this. Too. I, because I was sitting there like, how have I never heard of this before? But regardless, you know what? I'm going to whip out the big guns for this one. This is getting a big old five from me. I love this, and I hope that this is going to be on my, at least my underrated slash overlooked list for the year. Yeah. And it's getting there late enough in September being the 30th I, that it could be something if it's good for awards consideration. I don't trust the Oscars as far as I can throw them, so I'm not getting my <laughs> hopes too big for that. I'm just looking for a good time. Oh. We did just have Apple Plus win Best Picture with Coda, so uh, oh. they they have a they're they're on a roll, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I can see uh, the uh, um, the potential in it, and so I'm going to give four point five. But uh, but I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, then on the thirtieth, we have Hocus Pocus two ah, or Disney Plus. Your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> uh, it's no secret that i'm not the biggest fan i mean i just think it's average if it was just like a normal disney movie i would be like yeah it's fine but like it's put on this pedestal as one of the great family halloween comedies when there's so many that are better um, and they have like so much of a presence in the Disneyland in Disneyland and Disney World. It just is like, are you kidding me? This movie is not that great. I think it is one of the most overrated movies ever. But I know that people love it. So God bless you if you love it. But let's talk about this new one. It's three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world so what do you think of the trailer i think it looked fun uh, i've i've seen hocus pocus i don't think it's like top tier halloween movies i love it for i love it for the ambiance there are certain halloween movies that i like to watch around that time of year just because it captures like the feeling you know the candy the decorations mm -hmm. goosebumps 2 immediately comes to my head you know, Trick or Treat, that movie from uh, from Michael Doherty, which is super underrated and everyone should check out. You know, this is Hocus Pocus is one of those movies. You don't I don't go into it for story. I go into it for ambiance and it captures that in spades. There is mm -hmm. so much practical effects in that movie, just in the witch's lab to the the the, the zombie guy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he it's just. It's more fun than I go into it for like serious cinema. It's just fun to me. And so I'm going into this Hocus Pocus 2 looking for a good time. And if it does, then it will have made me very happy. Though I'm kind of shocked that A, it took this long because it is so popular to do a sequel. And B, considering that all of these ladies are a lot older now, and I'm not trying to be rude. It's just a, it's just a fact I was trying to look up Bette yeah. Midler's age and it's been and it's 30 years, it's I think, since the original. She's, she's 76 right now. So 
I don't know how this is going to work, especially in a modern setting, but as someone who enjoys the original Hocus Pocus as a goes into it just to have a good time kind of movie, I'm going to give it a three, and I feel like I'm being fair in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just think that there's so many other movies that are so much better that have similar aesthetics. Like, all I would put all of the Halloween Town movies, maybe not the last one, but the Halloween Town movies over it. I think they're better. I love Don't Look Under the Bed. I think that's a great decom. Uh, I something like Monster House. That's Monster House is really good. Disney, but but, uh, but you know, it's so good, so good. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean. I don't know. I just get tired of hearing about so much, uh, but I am a little bit worried. I, the one thing I like about Hocus Pocus is that they keep the ladies really evil till the end. They're bad. They're going to kill everybody. You know, they, they want to kill the kids. And I, I, I found it hard to believe that they're going to do that in this new sequel. I, I would be shocked if, if we don't end with some kind of like, redemption for the sanderson sisters uh in this movie because it's such a money-making enterprise for disney and i just don't think that they would make a movie now with a real villain they always have to redeem the villain i'm it has been so long since they made anything different so i would not I mean, I'll say I would be surprised if we don't get a scene with them realizing that they're wrong and and saving the day in the end or whatever, something like that. And that would suck. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. But yeah, um, yeah, it's not one for me, but I it's not really made for me. So that's fine. Um, I'll give it a two. Okay, here we go. Now we have on Netflix, we have an animated uh, film called Enter Galactic. Um, what did you think about this? This is stars Kid Cootie. It's, uh, uh, it has Timothy Kid, Chalamet in it. Kid Cuddy. I oh, at least Cuddy. know enough about that to say that's how his <laughs> name is pronounced. Okay. I know nothing. <laughs> um, and that has Vanessa Hudgens in it as well i love the animation i thought it looked beautiful this is a series actually what do you, you think? know when i saw this i was thinking to myself someone has seen into the spider-verse more than once and that's not <laughs> a knock i actually really enjoyed this um i'm gonna check this out and i have a feeling that this is gonna be a sleeper hit i'll go four on this yeah me too uh, it says Jabari, a charming streetwear clad artist on the cusp of real success. After chance run in with his cool new photographer neighbor, Meadow, Jabari has to figure out whether he can make space for love in his life. So sounds good to me. Okay. Uh, then we have on, sorry, just one second. Let me get this. What was your score? Um, I am going to give uh intergalactic i'm gonna give it a 4.5 very good okay Amazon. we have Catherine called birdie is uh uh is the it's a medieval comedy film written and directed by lena dunham uh and uh it's based on a novel i guess um 
what do you think of this trailer? You know, as soon as I saw Russell Brand, I was thinking to myself, I'm surprised that that man is still getting work considering considering his YouTube channel, which I'm not going to go into talking about, but I'm I'm surprised. But anyway, that's another conversation. Um, This is one of the only trailers where I was like, eh, this isn't really speaking to me. It could be fun. I think I'll go two and a half and I feel like I'm giving it a Christmas gift. So there's a 14-year-old girl in medieval England navigates through life and avoiding potential suitors her father has in mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am not, not the biggest Lena Dunham fan. So her writing directing, it doesn't thrill me. But the trailer looked cute, I thought. Um, so I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half as well. But it looked different, something unique. So yeah. we'll see, I guess. Okay, then we have The Midnight Club. This is on Netflix. And uh, this is Mike Flanagan. And it's a horror mystery thriller streaming television series. Uh, um, what do you think of this uh, trailer? Um, It was really only a teaser with a bunch of, I assume the characters just saying some stuff. But it's Mike Flanagan. I'm a big fan of his work, so just for his presence alone, I feel inclined to go three and a half. Yeah, at a, at a manor with a mysterious history, eight member of the Midnight Club meet each night at midnight to tell sinister stories and to look for signs of the supernatural from the beyond. So you know I'm not, you know, the biggest horror person, but... I'm going to look pretty well made. I'm actually going to change it. I'll go four just from that premise. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not really for me, but it looked like it was well done. So I'll give it three. Okay. Um, and then next we have the, this is on the 21st of October. We have the school for good and evil. This is on Netflix. This is a series um and uh this looks pretty fun it's best friends sophie and agatha find themselves on opposing sides of an epic battle when they're swept away to school our heroes and villains are trained to protect the balance between good and evil and this is from director paul fugue and it stars charlie's throne michelle Yu, kate blanchett incredible cast um what do you think this is a movie actually just from those cast names alone it's getting a three i'll go three and a half officially but i am a big fan of paul feig's episodes of the office and so i'm so i'm inclined to like his work and so just from the mm -hmm. cast and from the premise and from the director i'll give it at least three and a half yeah and the list goes on it's got ben kingsley lawrence fishburne carrie washington rachel bloom uh so there's it's a great cast and uh it i think yeah it looks fun i'm you know i'm not the biggest fantasy person and and these do start to feel a little bit like harry potter copycats sometimes but uh but it's been a while since we have we've had one uh so i'm gonna give this a four i think it looks good okay then we have gilma de toro's cabinet of curiosities and this is an anthology series, I think. 
with a bunch of different directors that are all making uh, it says this anthology of sinister sinister stories is told by some of today's most revered horror creators including the directors of the babadook splice mandy and many more so what do you think about this uh i'm going four and a half on this one just the anthology series done by at least jennifer tilly who did the babadook like i'm immediately sold yeah um i i do like the baba duke uh and then uh you know some of the other it looks a little too scary for my for my palette but it looks well done so i'm gonna give it a three and a half not to mention hey. not to mention having gdt in the background i mean that's yeah that's a stamp of quality right there can't hurt okay then in general, I did mostly uh, English-speaking movies, but there was this one that kind of caught my attention called Fast Feel and Love. And uh, it's when a world champion of sports stacking is dumped by his longtime girlfriend. He has to learn basic adulting skills in order to live alone and take care of himself. And I thought this trailer looked really interesting and funny and i don't know i just was impressed what did you yeah. think you know i actually one of my friends in high school i was in the high school choir one of his things was speed stacking so when i saw those cups out i'm like wait what year is it again because i actually know someone who did that mm -hmm. um it looks it looks interesting enough i think i'll give it a i'll give it a three mm-hmm yeah, this is from Thailand. It's in Thai, the Thai language. And uh, it just looks like something different. Uh, so I agree, a three. I, I'm hopeful that it'll be a little gem. All right, our last one, it, we don't have a date on. It's Wendell and Wilds. And this is by director Henry Selleck, who is the director of Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. He's great. And it's two scheming demon brothers, Wendell and Wilde, must face their arch nemesis, the demon dusting nun, Sister Helly, and her two acolytes, the goth teens, Cat and Raoul. However, Raoul cannot see them, see them, so Cat helps Wendell and Wilde to help him. So the little clip of this, uh, it's got a great voice cast, Keegan-Michael Key, Jordan Peele, Angela Bassett, uh, the list goes on. Um, I, in the clip, I it looked a little CGI for me. Like I, you know, I just love Henry Selleck and his stop motion animation, and I hope they don't lean too much into the CGI. Um, the clip didn't really tell us a whole lot about what the movie is really going to be about. It wasn't. It didn't even feature Wendell or Wilde in the clip. Uh, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? Are you excited about this movie? I'm excited for the voice cast and for Henry Selleck. I love that man's work. Like Nightmare Before Christmas is iconic. But then you also have Coraline, which is also iconic. I mean, the man can almost do no wrong. So just for that alone, I think I'm going to be a little bold and I'll go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I, uh, I think that's what I will go do. I'll go for. I just he's he's built up enough. They sell reputation with the giant peach as well. I mean, 
he just never has made a baby as far as I know of. No, as far so I'm as excited I know to have him back. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. That's it. That's all of our previews. <laughs> uh so what do you are you most excited for the greatest beer run uh that's definitely that's my only five so yes uh also yeah. some of the some of the halloween stuff i mean i just love the halloween season in general so maybe i'm a bit biased but i like october is just going to be a blur of just scary movies for me because that's when scary mania 3 is going to mm-hmm. happen so i'm just going to be all in the mood for that yeah, I think uh, that uh, Intellectic, The Greatest Beer Run, Bad Sisters, uh, and Love in the Villa, I think those are probably my top uh, most anticipated. So we will see Drifting Home, too. We'll see. I hope that'll be good. But uh, let us know if you are listening what you are excited for of the things that we talked about and what rating you would give them. We would love to hear your thoughts. And Ryan, how can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. There's, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called Ryan Cam. Uh, I am back. My internet is completely fixed. I'm filming filming things in my air-conditioned office and not in my hot car in the Florida heat. Yay. Um, I've just posted, uh, we're recording this Sunday night, I just posted my concluding review for my review for the conclusion of the before trilogy before midnight. So here are my thoughts on that. Uh, Jacob is out of town. However, because of my internet, the episode of life in the movies that I was supposed to post last week, I just couldn't do. So I'm just going to post it this week as a make good. And then this coming Friday, I plan on at least seeing 3000 years of longing just because of Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. I'm a fan of both of them and George Miller also. And then on Sunday, I will be reacting to the Danny Boyle film Train Spotting for the first time. I'm trying to cram as many normal movies in as possible before I go full bore into Scary Mania 3, which that will be all throughout October, October 1 through 31. It's going to be my biggest Scary Mania ever. I've got collaborators joining me, Brevin from Flick, Brevin's Flicks and Games. He's been on the, this channel before and my channel a ton. Uh, Jacob Martin's going to be involved. And just a bunch of others who I've never worked with before. So I am hyped beyond belief. I'm, I cannot wait for you all to see Scary Mania 3. So if you have not checked me out, please do. Yeah, definitely. You all should check it out. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. We're doing underrated Disney in September. I still have a few patron picks for the uh the rest of august and uh that we're doing for family movie night uh but uh we have as uh, underrated disney in september and then i have disney scares month uh for october which is always a lot of fun uh so definitely take a look at that there's some other projects in, in the works we've got that lord of the rings series we're doing we've got female film critics panel uh, that's, we've got a big guest that I've already recorded for September. Uh, I have my interview with Alicia Malone from Turner classic movies. Oh, uh, I that love is going her to be coming up for September. Yeah. I she's love great. Alicia and we had a Malone. great she's discussion. Awesome. It, it turns out she's a big Hallmark fan. So that made me excited. <laughs> well, anyway, that's coming up. Uh, lots of good stuff. We're talking Disney 
And, uh, and so you definitely want to check out the channel and also Homeworkies podcast, lots of good stuff over there. And, uh, if you could, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give us a video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. And so take a look at all of that information in the description and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye everyone. Bye.